Catholic Methodist Lutheran background, I got nervous when, I, when I'm talking about this, right? And all the people that came out of Church of God charismatic side are like, yeah, go, brother. Like, get them, right? So, okay, but I know we're Baptists, so we don't, do, you know, we, we don't go that charismatic route, but, um, but I'm saying we need to respond in spirit and truth. We need to respond, worship that way, okay? Not just truth, but there's something that happens inside of you, okay? I'm not saying let's get charismatic and the service go crazy. You know I'm all about the fruit of the spirit and self-control, which one of those is self-control. I remember one time somebody telling me, it was a family member of mine, came to the service at Corrington, and they were talking about Rocky, and they were like, man, he's really good, but does he ever speak in tongues or do this or do that? Or what? And I was like, you know, there's a little different you know, viewpoint on those things here. Well, if he if it gets a hold of him, he won't be able to control it. It'll just happen to him. I was like, so we just throw out the fruit of the spirit, which is self-control. Like you can't just say self-control doesn't exist when it comes to the spirit, because that's a fruit of the spirit, right? Like, so how do you put that together, right? Anyway, but expressions of love and adoration and praise for Jesus Christ are great. Like, and I think that's where we fall short and going. Well, I don't believe on that side these things because I'm not charismatic. And so we just never, we're like afraid to express our love for Jesus. And I want us to be careful of that, right? That we just don't, because I, I understand, y'all, you guys go to TCAR and we, our teaching, it's a t- it, our teaching's different. As somebody said this morning, we're a teaching church, not necessarily a preaching church, right? So I, I understand that, which means all the smart people go to TCAR, right? Don't tell your family that at lunch today, okay? They go to another church. But, but sometimes we can engage too much with with just giving mental consent to like, oh, that's a good, I, that, that's interesting. That's a, I never knew that, right? That we, we are void of, wow, can you believe that God would orchestrate that and Jesus would do that? And here's what this means for me. And I just have to stop and say, thank you, Jesus. I love you, and I'm so glad that that is what that is because of what that does for my friends, my family, and what that means, and the hope that I have, and the, how that builds my faith. And like, there's like if it never gets to that point, because what happens at that point when we get to that praise point and that thankful point, it becomes so much easier to obey and do the things we're supposed to do, and it changes us, which is the that's the goal right? To become more like Christ. Okay? That's the sanctification process. So please, as we go through stuff like this, don't, don't just leave it at, that was great knowledge. I learned a lot today. Like the goal is, is that you get changed. So don't leave it there. Express your worship to, to Jesus over that, to God over that, so that it changes you. Okay? Amen. Can I get an amen? Okay. I know that it's difficult for you. Okay. Like, anyway, I'll leave that right there. I was going to go. I'm, anyway, last week, okay, we saw the Jewish leaders bring Jesus before Pilate. 
Okay? And Pilate gave in to them and, and sent Jesus to be crucified. Okay? Now, something that has been a big question for me, um, maybe has been for you, and I, and I put it in your questions for your small group last week, but I've thought about this even more, okay? Like, I was already thinking about it last week, but I was like, I'm going to throw this question in there for them, and then, then I'm going to really d- dig into this because this is interesting, and I found some things before last Sunday, and I was like, well, I'm going to wait till next. Anyway, I won't give you my whole thought process. But I've, 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 I've thought about this more. Why would a Roman governor, Pilate, with all the might and power and authority of the Roman imperial empire, why, why would he be able to be pressured into doing something, into doing what the Jewish leaders wanted him to do? Okay? I mean, this is the Roman Empire that has conquered Israel. They're under Roman occupation. Like, they have no authority, right? So why would Pilate be able to be forced into doing this, okay? They had no say over Rome. Pilate knew Jesus was innocent, and especially in the— I'm going to look at the book of John first in that account because you see from Pilate his emphatic— this man is innocent. He has done nothing. Okay? It's very emphatic from him. Pilate knew it, even warned by his wife. Why would he not just let Jesus go? I mean, what were they going to do to him? Well, we'll find out. Check this out. Pilate was already in trouble and had several strikes against him between him and and the Caesar of Rome, between Caesar and Tiberius, okay? Some sources say he had as many as five or six incidents between him and Caesar that had already put him in jeopardy with Caesar that he had failed at. He had failed to control the people that, he was, that was under him as governor of Judea, okay? But I'm going to mention three that are most common names that I could find the most information about that... that had sources I could find that were extra-biblical sources, and I'll name some of those in just a moment. Um, But these seem very valid and and are confirmed by other stuff in in history. These issues put him at odds with Caesar, Tiberius, and Rome, and there are basically three strikes that I see that I've been able to find. Strike one, when Pilate took over um, Judea, was made governor of Judea, and and came there, early on he... um, he, he created, and it depends on how Webster's, Miriam, the, the dictionary says you can say it either way, ensigns or ensigns, okay? But he created symbols or icons. He created, um, like he put things on coins, he, he, you know, flags, whatever. He created these symbols of Rome, of Caesar Tiberius, and, and marched them through the streets of Jerusalem and and put them up everywhere and basically even made a bust of Caesar Tiberius and brought it into town and and so it in if you know in Ju- Judaism the 10 commandments what's the second commandment right 
have no graven images, right? You, you're not creating that stuff. None whatsoever. God or man, heaven or earth, no images, right? So for the Jews, it was very, this was very offensive. I mean, it, it really put them over the edge, okay? That, that's why there's no images. You don't see any of that stuff in synagogues, Jewish synagogues, even today, okay? When Pilate did this, the Jews sent a delegation to Pilate's headquarters in Caesarea. Okay, that's where he was really headquartered, and that's why he would come down like during Passover and stay in the uh, Antonia Fortress that was connected to the temple that we talked about. So he's in Caesarea. They send a delegation to him in Caesarea, okay, and demanded that Pilate remove all these ensigns and, and images. So to, to squash this uprising against Rome, and Pilate, even as a soldier before he became governor, was known to be kind of cruel and harsh and a little manipulative and, and, and just not that great a guy. He was not even a good soldier per se. He was just kind of average, okay? But Pilate is known for his harsh manner in handling these things. So he decides to put them, he, there's an amphitheater in Caesarea. He, he takes them all out there to this amphitheater and stands before them, has a bunch of guards come out and says, basically, if they did not relent, they said another word about this and about taking those things down, he was going to have his soldiers cut their heads off. So guess what the, the Jew, this delegation of Jews did? They basically knelt down on the ground and pulled their collars back to say, we would rather you cut our heads off than us go against our God and our commandments and what we believe. So Pilate's kind of like, oh man, okay, I totally underestimated their commitment to what they believe, right? I mean, they were serious about it. And so Pilate underestimates their convictions. He gets in a, in a stalemate with them over it, ends up having to remove the stuff. I mean, he did not stop their revolt against the actions of, uh, of putting these images of Caesar Tiberius. So how happy do you think Caesar was about this incident and him having to remove those things and not being able to control the people that he's been put over? So Caesar's not happy, but hey, it's one incident. Let's strike two. Okay, so Pilate decides, I want to build an aqueduct, a Roman aqueduct from Caesarea to Jerusalem. But he's, he's a little underfunded and thinks, well, I don't really want to ask for more money or try to get it somehow. So, so I'll go to the temple of the Jews. And he basically just steals it out of their treasury of the temple and uses their money to pay for the aqueduct. Okay? How do you think that went over? Okay? So when they protested this time before his throne, they come to Caesarea, they come before his, where his throne is in Caesarea, and, and uh, they, they come to have an uprising. So basically what, knowing they're coming, uh, Pilate has a bunch of his soldiers dress up and disguise themselves as these Jewish delegates would look as peasants and people who would have been there to, to protest and their witnesses, right? So he has them dressed like they are and slips them into their little crowd of, of Jewish people. And when he gives the nod, they've got daggers and clubs and stuff under their, their clothes. He, he just 
he gives a nod, and, and those guys just beat all those delegates and stab them, club them, kill them. Okay? So how well do you think that goes over when Caesar finds out about that? That basically that he had stole from their temple, created this uprising, knowing what happened before. So Caesar Tiberius isn't too happy. It's kind of like, you didn't handle that one right. You did not help us at all. By the way, why did you steal that money and why do I not know about this aqueduct before it happened? Right? So Caesar, again, not happy. Strike three. Okay? Pilate, after all that, decides to take an, an image of Caesar Tiberius and put it on the shields uh, of the soldiers, but puts it on some shields and takes, it, takes those shields to the Antonia Fortress and hangs them in the Antonia Fortress, which is connected to the temple. Okay? I mean, he, 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 to me, this move, it, I didn't read anything that said this, but to me it's kind of like, I'm going I'm I'm to try to push as much as I can push because these guys just, they're not going to push me around. So I'm just I'm gonna put this stuff in the Antonia Fortress, right? And so he hangs them in there. And this time, however, the Jews did not send delegates to Pilate in Caesarea to talk to him about it. Guess what they did? Where did they go? They go to Rome before Caesar Tiberius, right? This time they go there and they appeal to Caesar himself over what Pilate has done. Okay. 